0: Hey Punk Rockers! Do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skulls, Willem Scream, Mute, implant Darko, Pulley, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Big Team The Kids Table, Adrenalize, Friends or Dead By Stereo, band with Their Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much The Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> if yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com! They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world! world and they now have mugs yeah wow the coffee's gonna be great go get your merch at epicmerchtore.com hello punk rockers les Funk. you're listening to episode 61 of the punk rocket show i hope you are doing amazing today my name is emily and i'm your host I'm a punk rock lover from Quebec City, Canada, and I started this podcast to make you discover great punk rock people and good music. Today, my guest is Nathan Gray of Voice Fire and Nathan Gray and the Iron Roses. We had such an important conversation together, wow. And during the interview, you're gonna hear some songs of both of his projects. Let's go, the show is starting now. How are you? I'm good. I'm recording this episode on Thursday night. It's usually on Saturday afternoon, but this week I'm in a rush, especially today because I have to get ready for the pizza fest this weekend. So today will be only about my guest, Nathan Gray. So there won't be any news or mandations because I need to save time to pack and to drive Metallicia to my mom because I'm leaving for like three nights and four days and she's way too dependent <laughs> to stay alone all this time. So she's going to be very happy with her grandma. I need to clean my apartment because I really love to have a clean apartment when I come back from a festival and I'm exhausted. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of stuff to do, but I didn't want to take the week off. I could have said like, oh, this week I'm too busy, but no, I really wanted to spread this interview with Nathan Gray. I was really excited to talk to him because I love to follow him on Instagram. I think he's promoting diversity and human rights in such a beautiful way. So, yeah, I had a lot of questions about those topics for him. This chat I had with him literally changed my life for good. Um... He's such a very authentic and humble human and I felt like really safe to talk about my own feelings about the punk rock scenes, about many topics. Um, And I think we both were very honest about what we think could be improved in the punk scene in general, but also how we could improve our own bands, playlists, etc., But we also talked about his music projects and how he incorporates different genres in his songs, like hip-hop. It's super interesting. We talked about his lyrics, of course, touring projects, the new vinyl pressing of the album Rebel Songs that will be available on Iodin's records in a few weeks. About Sets Fire, I asked him your questions. It was definitely one of my favorite interviews so far full of real feelings and nuances that's the way i love to talk with people during the interview you're gonna hear nathan gray and the iron roses and their song the reckoning and radio silence and you're gonna hear also boy sets fire and they're amazing my favorite song rookie okay let's go nathan interview. Yeah, so I'm really happy to talk to you because I think you're a great human. I love everything you do. Um, I really want to talk about all your values, like how much you're fighting for human rights, LGBTQ, Mm -hmm. um, fighting against sexism, racism, etc. But also I want to talk about your music and I feel like in the last years, maybe you you kind of reinvented yourself musically. Am I right? Uh-huh. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so because just you you went more like solo. Um, you started the the Iron Roses. So I wanted to to hear you about this kind of transition, or maybe just a parallel, par- new yeah. punk rock parallel life.
1: <laughs> sure. <clears throat> And it's, it's been a journey trying to figure out what that is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that now I've very much, uh, come to a point of understanding where I want to be, mm-hmm. but it, it hasn't been that way. I mean, I'm nearly 50 now and it's taken oh. me a while to figure out. Yeah. Uh, so when Feral Hymns came out, uh that was my first foray into going solo. Mm-hmm. And it was necessary that I just put out an album that's just me and guitar as I'm learning, you know, what I needed for myself. Yeah. And as that progressed, then we got into working title where I brought a band in, you know. Um but even then it was um it wasn't exactly where I wanted to be. It was just sort of a journey oh. to get to somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And now with rebel songs and into the future writing so many new influences have brought themselves in to what i do and so you know melodic punk rock is my thing it's what i do you know (laughs) but um but but i feel like you know i don't want to keep just being that you know i i there are other influences that that come into what I do and with rebel songs, I really started exploring reggae and ska yeah, and hip hop and things that like, yeah, yeah. That just bring a new character to what I do and into uh. the future, I'll be incorporating even more of that into what I do to have this sort of new and original sound for, for me.
0: Did you grow up with those influences, and but you 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 were like, oh, I chose punk rock, hardcore punk, Mm -hmm. so I have to stick with it, and you had to let it go for a while, or it's new (laughs) for you, or recent? To an
1: extent, I think it's um, you know, I think that when I was growing up and got into punk rock, like those influences in punk rock were things that you were like. Well, The Clash can do it, but I don't think I can do it. You know uh-huh.
0: what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard so, that you were a Clash fan, like a uh, oh, huge yeah. fan.
1: Die Hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> More than the Sex so, Pistols. <laughs> yes, yes. I've discussed that many times. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a big Sex Pistols fan, but The Clash funny. really yeah. changed my life and my perspective on punk rock. But still, I was like, oh, they're doing all this cool stuff with punk, mm-hmm. but... You know, that's what they do. You know, I, I probably couldn't do that. And I, you know, I, I've dealt with that a lot of my life saying, you know, I guess holding myself back in a lot of ways by saying, eh, I don't know if I
0: can get away with that,
1: you know, and now I, I'm i just too old to care. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. do what I need to do. You know,
0: <laughs> that's what's fun with getting older. I'm yes. 38 uh, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna be forty like pretty soon, and I'm there's yeah, so yeah. many things I don't care anymore about, and I would never believe this like ten years ago. So I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. That's. Uh... Uh, but
1: yeah, it's it's been awesome, really, coming into uh, who I am and what I want to do moving forward, and uh, just having all these influences at my disposal and not being afraid to delve even deeper into them has been really important.
0: Oh, wow. And how did you form the uh, Iron Roses? How did you meet uh, those great people? Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, It's been a process. It's been great. We're actually in the process now, again, of looking for a new drummer. Yes, because I saw that ev- this
0: morning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Every time we get a drummer, we have great people. But the problem is, and especially, well, this has been an issue growing the Iron Roses in that, we need people not only like a diverse and complex group, but we need people who are able to tour, who are able to give their life to this band and not everyone can do that. And that's understandable, you know? True. So, you know, with David and Jake and the other people that we've had come in, they, they just couldn't commit in that way. They had other things. So, but the good news is that everyone else is locked in, you know, it's like, so it's like, You go through this process of doing that, but that process was gathering in friends that I already knew and loved and cared about, Mm -hmm. but, you know, trying to go into that group and find how I can sort of create a band that isn't a bunch of dudes that just look like me, (laughs) you know, I feel like we've seen it too often with hardcore and punk. It's just a bunch of cis white guys on stage, you know, like straight white dudes. True, And after a while, that's not representative of the audience, you know, the audience that come to my shows are very diverse. So what they see on stage needs to replicate that, I feel, you know, and especially with what we talk about. If we're talking about certain political issues, social issues, if we're trying to make a difference, then we need to show the difference. We can't just talk about it, you know. Yeah. So that has been why I've brought people into this band, not only for their talent and all of that, but I also want when people hear us talk about change, when people, you know, and also, as you probably know, we're a very approachable band. I'm a very approachable musician. So sometimes this is not approachable for some people. I do not represent their experience in life, but Maybe Phil does, maybe Becky does, maybe someone else on that stage represents what they need. Like they need to talk to somebody about what we just did, but maybe it's not me they need to talk to. You know what I mean? Maybe they need someone that they're going to (laughs) feel more understood in their experience. So that's been a very necessary thing for this band.
0: I have a weird question but maybe you you'll mm-hmm. understand it but do you remember the time or the period where you you realized that the scene was about white cis male people cuz for me it's pretty recent to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. do you remember It's that... unfortunate,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: but once you notice it, there's no turning back. You're like we need to do something. Yeah. We need and I'm a woman and it yeah. I I swear it's recent that I noticed. Yeah. Ugh. You know what I it's mean? It's weird,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's like a curtains pulled back, you know? And it's it's not until you decide to pay attention. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's a certain amount of letting go of your own ego and your own pride yeah. uh, that a lot of people can't do. And, and, and that's unfortunate <sighs> because punk and hardcore is supposed to be this subculture that breaks away from the bigger culture, you know, that racism, that misogyny, that, oh, I don't see it. It's not happening. You know what I mean? Type of thing. And so we're supposed to be different and, and we can't be different if we're just replicating what's happening in that outside world. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that starts by, uh, folks like me, folks like us going like forcing ourselves to see, you know, and to understand and to and to notice what's going on and to say, not only am I going to speak out about this, but I'm going to actually create a difference in my surroundings, in my perspective, in my life. And I'm going to take responsibility for that instead of just pointing fingers everywhere else.
0: Yeah, oh, it's so, so important. You're right in, I, yeah.
1: I feel like I, wi- you know, I really wish I was saying this in an interview, a little while ago, but I really wish like with voice that's fire, we would have been able to see how important it would have been to bring out bands that weren't just our buddies, you know what I mean? That had a more diverse group within, you know, yeah. uh, women and people of color and, you know, all, all kinds of people that, that, you know, we just didn't think about it. At
0: exactly. That's what I'm trying. And it's rather yeah.
1: embarrassing for a band that was so outspoken, you know what I mean? To, to look back and go, Oh, yeah. Wow, well, we missed the mark on that one. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Here in Quebec, uh, I I don't like to talk about it too much because it's in Quebec we have a we are like a very close punk rock family. Everyone is mm-hmm. friend with everyone, so it's hard to talk about those things because we love each other. But sometimes we want to improve the scene, and it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it's I I'm trying to find a good way to communicate and to, you know, to bring awareness. And I want also to understand their their point of view, but it's super hard. It's I don't know, I don't know why it's so hard to talk about those things.
2: It is
1: the defensiveness is the is the problem, and the and the issue here are too many people saying, "Well, I'm not racist, I'm not homophobic, I'm not sexist," and letting it lie at
0: that. Yeah,
1: that's the problem. The problem is in instead of you having to accept that they're not racist. You know what I mean? Like you have to sort of defend them in that way when they're not trying Mm. themselves. So, and that's, and here's the thing, that's very human. You know what I mean? To get defensive, to feel that way. Sure. But I am pleading with people to stop doing that. You know, to say, I may not see myself as a racist person, But there are tendencies that have been born into me that have been taught to me that I have not fully let go of. And I need to look a little deeper into that and not just always deflect to, well, I'm not racist. Maybe I am. Maybe there are issues. You know, and that doesn't make me a bad person. No. It makes me someone who has been conditioned in a certain way. And I need to break that conditioning by admitting to it and finding how to get help for that.
0: Yeah. And I had to do myself this introspection. And Mm -hmm. because, you know, people, sometimes they genuinely think they're not racist or sexism, but we internalize some stuff that Mm -hmm. is racist or sexist or transphobic or whatever. And it starts mm-hmm. with it in in ourselves. This fight starts in ourselves. And I and love. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. No, I wanted to say
0: that I love the way you're talking about those things. It's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I love that.
1: It's it's very important because it's not just. It, it's important for two reasons. It's important for people who feel that they don't have a voice that feel like. They, um, and not just feel, they have been put in a position where they don't have a voice, where they are not cared for, where they are not understood or heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to let other people that look like me know that it's okay to let your guard down.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: okay to stop fighting. It's, it's okay. Yeah. You have to, you have to let go of that toxic behavior. You have to let go. I, I've been through it. I know what it's like to constantly struggle and fight and go, what about me? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's hard to break out of that because we're all broken. We're all hurt. We're all have these issues that when someone tells us we're wrong, we immediately go, we go, well, what about me? I'm, I'm hurt. I have problems. I have, nobody cares about me, you know, and and until we get to that internal struggle, until we are able to heal that brokenness and to become more happy in our lives we're not going to be able to help anyone else
0: so true and the point is we just want to make sure that everyone has a space it's not that we yeah. want to remove space from men or mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. i sort of do mm. What? what did you I sort say? of wanna
1: I sort of want to remove it from us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, because for for making I mean, space, you have to actually make space. Yeah. You have to leave your yes, seat to uh, someone else a little. Yeah.
1: Yes, and and that needs to be understood and it needs to be okay with people. You know, there are times where maybe you just don't belong at this show. You know, maybe you just shouldn't have the opportunity right now wow. until others are able to get it. You know, and, and, and we need to be able to accept that. We need to be able to go, OK, I'm going to back up for a
0: minute. And you, you say very often that white uh, cis male has have a huge role to play by promoting uh, diversity. And it's so true. And, you know, sometimes something that really hurts me is when people say, you women just start your own festival if you're not happy, why don't you start your yeah. festival? And I'm like, We could, but we should do it all together. Like and it, yes. it hurts me a lot when I hear that.
1: Yeah, and let's be honest, if you did, they would then go, Why aren't we included? Yeah. You know oh. what I mean? So it's a...
0: <laughs> There's no way out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gaslighting. It's, it's manipulative. And it's just because they can't get to the source of why they are upset about something they don't understand. Yeah. So it really starts in the little things, in the micro things. Mm-hmm. Like, well, in this interview, doing my best not to talk over you when you're speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little things, oh, you know? Yeah. And, True. I, and that's where, that's where this starts, you know, uh, because a lot of times many women in the scene feel spoken over. They feel like they do not have a voice in certain things. And I try, uh, I struggle with it sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I feel it coming out sometimes where it's like, I'm so sorry. Nice. I did not let you finish what you're going to say. And I need, you know, I need to back up a second uh, because as men, a lot of times we're conditioned to just, well, I need to fix this. I need to speak my mind and say what I need to say, you know? So um, it's little things like that. It's little things like noticing um, people of color at shows and giving them a platform and giving them a way to speak what they need to say and to actually listen to what they're saying and, and validate their experiences, you know? Yeah. It, it starts so small. And, and if we can't even, st- oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Hi, koala. Yeah. Uh, there we
1: go. Hi, koala. Uh, and if we can't even start at that small step of just noticing how we can back up a little bit and hear others, we're not going to get much farther.
0: How can we uh, cultivate this humility? Because it takes a lot of humility and it's hard. And it, it, like you said, it's human. But how can we practice this?
1: We need to actually live what we say in the hardcore and punk scene because it it really, if we want to be a counterculture, if we want to be revolutionary, we need to for real be revolutionary. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, That's, you know, um, this sense of never letting your guard down, never being, you know, being so tough all the time. Mm -hmm. That's this toxic system out there, you know? if we can look at this as a rebellious act, that love and compassion and empathy is actually a rebellious act breaking away from this world. Uh, And it is an individualistic thing because a lot of people sometimes think that if they, you know, if they listen, if they're more compassionate, if they're more empathetic, then they'll just get taken advantage of.
0: Yes. That's exactly this. I never realized that. So true.
1: Yeah. And, and, And that's important to sort of understand with people when you're talking to them about how they need to let their guard down and not fill them with fluff about how, no, no, you'll be fine. You won't be fine. People will take advantage of you. They will fuck you over, but you're going to have to learn how to be okay with that. You're going to have to learn how to live in here, you know, Mm -hmm. and to be okay with yourself and to not, an analogy that I give sometimes when I was, a lot more angry when I was a lot more uh, out of touch with who I was. Mm-hmm. I would see people smile and it would piss me off.
0: Oh, someone! Like, oh, that's funny because someone actually wrote me a DM because I, I I love Instagram and I I think that Instagram is generally so positive from me, but from times to times, really not often, I get messages and once someone told me you're so happy, you can't be a real punk, you're a poser, you're too happy, you're smiling too much, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it reminds me that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, and again, that counterpoint of it's, it's funny because someone would say that to a woman, but then if you, if you don't smile, they're like, what's wrong? Why aren't you yeah. smiling?
0: <laughs> but I, I'm very God lucky. Lord. I'm personally mm-hmm. very lucky with the community I built. I It's percent. 999% of the time is super Positive and I, I feel Respected but that, that reminds me of that So seeing happy people at shows Pissed you off
1: Yeah well not just at shows Like in life in you know I walk by Somebody someone seemed happy or smiling It's like what the fuck are you happy about <laughs> Like, You know what I mean like it would bother me And it was because I was upset with my life you know
0: yeah you, uh, you, once, you you had a lot of traumas in your life and you you experiment really hard things so yeah. you probably you you might have had a injustice feeling
1: yes yeah. yeah
0: and 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 a thing
1: where you know I didn't feel like I deserved happiness or like or no one did you know what I mean like um but as I started getting a little bit more in touch with that like now you know I see somebody happy and it makes me happy I'm so glad that other people are happy. You know, I don't have to constantly, you see it online a lot where like, someone's like, I love this. And somebody's like, it's not that great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shut up. Let people enjoy things. Let people be happy with what makes them happy. You don't have to shit on everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, to my point, like that is um, another place where we could do better, you know? And, and, and where, getting in touch with ourselves and getting in touch with the, our, the responsibility that we have Mm -hmm. to ourselves then grows out to build a better community because nothing out here in the macro happens if we don't handle it in the micro. It all starts with me, my community, my neighborhood, my city, my state, my country, my world, you know, it, it grows out from there.
0: Yeah. So it starts with you, then your own band, and yeah like, so yeah. is this why you exactly. did you distance yourself from uh, boy sets fires because you wanted to build this uh, community that is I don't say that the other guy are not like uh, they are not in a fit with your values that's not what I want to say but did you want to right. b- build a new band that fits more those values you know what I mean uh, like to an extent
1: and and just to make it clear like you did, That's nothing against that. No, no, I I mean they are wonderful, and I love them totally. Um, But, but, but yes, uh, there were a lot of things that influenced that sort of separation. Mm -hmm. um, Is to make sure that people just didn't see me as this. I'm Nathan from that band. You know what I mean? I am, but at the same time, I'm trying to cultivate something a little different here, and that's important to be able to separate those things. To do that, you yes. know, um, and, you know, to build that certain community to make that. Uh, and not only that, but the music, like I couldn't go to Voice of Fire if we were going to write a new song and rap on it, you know what I mean? They'd yeah. be like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, you know, like, you know, yeah. whereas with this, I can, you know what I mean? Or bring in these reggae influences and stuff like that, that, you know, with voice of Fire, that just doesn't come natural to us, you know? So it's, it's this thing that we need, I need to have separate so that they can be separate entities. And so, <clears throat> you know, voice Fire fires playing, people aren't like, Hey, play that iron roses song. Not going to happen. Yeah. You know, or if the iron roses are playing, Hey, play a voice at fire song. Hell no. No, Like these are different. And that's why, you know what I mean? No disrespect to either side or no, anything like I that. I totally but it's understand. Just, mm-hmm. It's so important. If you're going to build something new to be able to create that separation, you know, between
0: yeah, wow, that's amazing. And I want to talk about rebel songs because you're going to um, release a vinyl with Iodins and it's it's a great mm-hmm. album. So what uh, specifically inspired you because you were talking about many very important topics uh, since the beginning yes. of this conversation, but I want to know like specific things that inspired you
1: for this. Sure. Album. Um I mean, I okay, so working title had come out. Mm-hmm. And I did a, a bit of a tour, that End Hits tour in Europe, um, came home, went out on tour in the U.S., and then the pandemic hit. It yeah. was March 2020. We were oh, on the yeah. road, <laughs> oh. and we finally got to a place. That it was funny. I mean, not funny, but it was like each show, less and less people were showing up. I was like, what is going on? I mean, we were hearing about it, but it was in that stage where everyone was confused about yeah. what was happening, you know? and and we kept thinking oh it'll be fine it'll be fine and then it wasn't fine shows ahead started canceling all this stuff yeah. so we ended up having to drive home from portland maine and i was i was you know pretty upset but at the same time we were like oh it'll be a few weeks we'll be fine
3: <laughs> it was
1: not a few weeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so my i guess my my way to fight back against the awful feelings Mm -hmm. was to start writing again. Mm -hmm. And as I started writing, I needed to get, bring out something that spoke to these feelings I was having in the world. You know, we had Trump, we had the pandemic, we had all these things going on that were just, they were making me upset. But how do I get it across in a way? Everybody was upset. Everybody is upset right now. You know what I mean? Uh, still, but how do you get it across in a more joyful manner, in a more positive manner? And that's when I started looking back at those influences, like like the Clash, like Bob Marley, like oh, you know,
0: I see that people,
1: yeah. yeah, people that brought forth this joy even when they were speaking on very difficult topics. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to incorporate this in, and as I incorporate this in, I also want to incorporate the music that influences these feelings and these politics and these social issues, uh, like reggae, like hip hop, like ska, like things, uh, world music and make this, you know, I guess try to make it less American. You know what I mean? Like, uh, in, in a way like, it's sort of how I write a lot of times. It's just very straightforward, like melodic punk rock that really at times comes off very Mm -hmm. American you know, and, and how do I sort of push back on that and sort of speak to the world? How do I speak um, joy into the world while still speaking to the yeah. anger, you know? And so that's what I set out to do. And I, I looked back, not only on those things, but speaking of voice thats Fire, looking back at uh, notes from the plague years that voice fire album and thinking of where we were in that spot, mm. because that's a very diverse album.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I remember us going, <clears throat> we're just going to do whatever we do. We're going to write. And if we, we write a good country song, we'll put it on there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it was just like, we just went crazy. Like, it was just like, we'll do whatever we need to do on this album. And that's how I looked at this one. I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm going to focus on this album. Just whatever happens, happens. And as I spoke to um, certain political issues like the Capitol riots, Mm -hmm. um, like racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, things of that nature, I was like, okay, how can I not just lash out, but also speak hope to these issues so that people feel like there is a way out? It's Mm -hmm. just not that we're stuck there. Um, Wow. And with that came a lot of those musical stylings that brought in, you know, hip hop, reggae, ska, uh, even some doo-wop and gospel mm-hmm. sort of sounds, you know what I mean, that came into this. And it was great. It was this fun, wonderful experiment that now I have this base mm-hmm. from Rebel Songs to grow out from. Yeah. And that's me. That is that is the sound of Nathan Gray and the Iron Roses.
2: Oh, the system
0: I guess like the other members of the band can add their own influences, and it's like a team teamwork. Even if it's Nathan yep. Gray and the Iron Roses, they like yes, they have the space mm-hmm. to create, so it's it's very interesting musically. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: and that's what we're doing now. It's funny we're writing at this moment, and um, it's been so great because I'll get my songs together, bring them to everyone, and go okay, do you? You know what yeah. I mean? And each person will put their stylings on that or they'll send parts in for me to work on and you know what I mean it's been such a creative and wonderful experience to involve this band and to give everyone a little autonomy give them all a part in this band and uh so we do a lot of online writing but then once a month we're going to get together live and really work through the songs and it's just it's great because rebel songs was all written online it Mm -hmm. was me jed and gene and we were just online doing the whole thing because the pandemic you know we never got together in person until the studio (laughs) so um so it'll be nice to grow uh from from rebel songs and into the next stage of being able to really work these songs through
0: oh yeah so it's gonna be a different process uh because of the context the context is different pandemic is kind of not over but like we live with it now so
1: Yes, yeah. and I would encourage everybody To order Rebel songs From Iodine Recordings right now uh, Because they, they are also Who I will be releasing the next album With and hopefully well into the future um, But I think that people should get Rebel songs To get a real sense of what this band Is about and where we're going um, I'm very proud yeah. Of that album Wow, And you know I, I listen to it And it, it fills me with hope And inspiration for what
0: Totally. We, we do. You worked also with Brian of Be Well and Tim of Rise Against. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. So what did they yeah, bring yeah. to the album? Like the, there's featuring, but like mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Tim Tim came in and was featured on the, the title song Rebel Songs. And um, and did did a verse and some backups mm-hmm. and stuff on that on that song. And it was it was sort of just a fun idea to do. Um I don't love uh, that it was so marketed towards that because it was supposed to just be a fun thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's, it's fun. You live and you learn, you know what I mean? And I think that some of the marketing things that happened with, you know, voice at fire on the label and all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like another reason why I tried to sort of separate myself from these things. It just, but, but um,
0: I see that because uh, I understand. But also for me, Tim shares all the same values as you do. Right. So for me, it's it's yeah. natural, this collaboration. Yeah, and that's why I
1: asked him to do it, because it was just perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. his, his, his viewpoint and the stuff he puts across, not only that, but his voice is great. Yeah, I love his sure. voice. It's beautiful. Like yeah. I've always really loved his voice. Uh, it's like the perfect amount of raspy. Yeah, I don't know how to explain his voice. Like, it's just so on, oh, you know. Totally. Uh, but and I've just always admired it, and and him as a person. I love, I love Tim. Um, but then uh, bringing Brian into this was a complete next step. It was he. So when I brought rebel songs to him it was a mess like it was such like it was just chaotic mess (laughs) because we wrote everything online you know what i mean and there were so many different influences that at some points it got a little convoluted you know uh but bringing it to brian and having his mind sort of just go here this is how you make this cohesive you know which is important if you're going to have a bunch of different influences and styles Mm -hmm. you need to make it cohesive or it sounds insane you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So um so that's what he does and that's what he brings to the table and what he will continue because when I write, I am frantic. It's insane. Like the stuff that I come up with <laughs> and do, sometimes it does not make a lot of sense until someone can sit with it and go, Okay, this goes here, this goes here. it's like a puzzle. Exactly. You,
0: know? you need someone yeah. you-, you create all the pieces, but someone has to help you put it together. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Cause I, um, I am a spaz. I, uh, my ADHD and everything I'm, I'm, you know, I, my mental capacity to make things just, you <laughs> know, understand that. it's just, you know, yeah. so I am just constantly on 10, like, Wah! so it's wonderful to have Brian. <laughs>
0: Currently working on a new album.
1: Yes, yes. Um, I think that so, Iodine Recordings will be releasing this limited sort of U.S. version of this, and uh, I think End Hits still has a second pressing that they will finish off in Europe, and uh, then we're going to move forward. You know, uh, we'll be touring as much as we can on this album while we're writing, and um, (laughs) you know, it's a it's been a little stressful because it's, um, you know, th- this album had a lot of roadblocks coming out. You know, it, it, it was supposed to come out in the summer, mm-hmm. was then supposed to come out in, uh, at another time, then ended up coming out in November or December, or when, whenever the hell it came out. <laughs> uh, and um, it just, it, it took a lot of hits. And then at the same time, I was parting ways with end hits and moving forward to work with Iodine mm-hmm. and so it was very difficult uh, with this album and I hope that um, you know enough people will get their hands on this album as we move forward but I have to start sort of moving forward into the next step you know
0: yeah exactly um, I got some questions for the, from the listeners if you want, okay. Uh, we were uh. talking a little about Boy Sets Fire. Of course, it has a, a, an influence on a lot of punk rockers here. A, a lot yep. of my listeners. So a lot of of those people wants to know uh, if you have a Boy Sets Fire song that still resonates so much with you today. Uh, like maybe, maybe it's not necessarily your favorite, but one of those songs that you could mm-hmm. have you could write over and over again. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Um, let me think on that for a second. So uh, as I'm thinking of, of that song, it was funny because I was just talking recently with someone about the weirdness of rookie. Oh Uh, yeah. uh, And I'll explain the, the weirdness of it is that we have been playing that since 2000. Uh, it's been 22 years Mm -hmm. that we've been playing that song. Uh, We barely practice that song. Like, we can't. Like, you get in in the room, it's like, oh, I'm not playing that song again, you know? But what's so cool about that song is that when you play it live Mm -hmm. and everyone is so intense with it, it feels like a new song again. Mm -hmm. And and that's what's sort of fun about playing out with Boy Sets Fire because there are some songs like that that we like, oh, I cannot play that song one more time. But, when you get out on that stage mm-hmm. and you see how much it means to people and them singing along, you're like, hell yeah, this is a brand new song. I love this song, you know, yeah. um,
0: I cover it with my oh, yeah. duet 50 shades of punk rock. We cover this one.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would s- <clears throat> say a song that definitely will resonates with me now and will probably always is 10 and counting. Um, that song, I mean, it's about being in a band. It's about being on the road. It's oh. about all the difficulties. and But at the same time, how worth it those difficulties are and how I'm just never going to be mm-hmm. that normal person. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be different from the rest of the world. And I love that, you know, that that I just cannot have that normal, you know, life that they sell to you, you know? Um Uh, that consumer life you know and so that song resonates with me no matter what band i am doing and no matter what i'm doing it always Mm -hmm. sort of follows me
0: wow great (laughs) yeah and we were talking earlier about getting older and not care about those things and it reminds me that when you're young you're like i don't fit my life is terrible but now it's like i don't fit i embrace it it's a treasure yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so right
1: well and that's what punk rock's supposed to be for those kids who are like i don't fit and it sucks is to go yeah you sure don't come in here yeah i mean like this is where you can belong this is that place for you Uh, to feel that belonging yeah and and once again that is why this mission with this band Mm -hmm. you know to create that safe place to create that environment where people who feel left out um can come to to rejoice and s- celebrate their differences and and who they are and 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 uh, live in a different feeling for even a couple hours. Yeah, you know
0: Wow. I also have a question someone wants to know where did you get the nickname anti-fascist panda
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was actually it's it's sort of funny because I remember, uh, I was looking at videos of pandas
3: <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> because when you're on, <laughs>
1: yeah, when you're on Instagram and stuff, you you get so inundated. You're like doom scrolling, you know. I'm like, I'm gonna find something that makes me happy. I hate this, you know. And I started watching these videos of pandas, and they are crazy anarchists. They're insane. Like these videos of pandas, they're just wild, chaotic creatures. Wow. And it made me think of what better representation. For the anti-fascist anarchist movement oh. than a panda like you know what I mean just like fuck the world I'm doing my thing you know <laughs> and, and so with that I started replicating uh videos and pictures that I was finding online but me in a panda suit yeah. like a panda doing something and then me replicating it in the suit and it was just a fun thing to do you know um to to make the anti-fascist movement and and these ideals that we have, more joyful and relatable and fun is so important. Uh, there is a time to be serious without a doubt, yeah. but there's also a time to let it go a little bit yes. and have some fun and laugh at ourselves and laugh at, because if you look at the, at, at the world out there, the fascists dwell in hate. They dwell in anger. They d- dwell in misery and cruel- cruelty. So we have to be the counteraction to that. Mm-hmm. When people look at fascists, they need to go, that doesn't look fun. I don't want that. I want what those people have.
0: Wow. I want that yes. energy.
1: I want that panda energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's also a way to protect our mental health because it's important. Oh, without and-, a doubt. and like, mm-hmm. it's like... Sometimes it gets so overwhelming to be fighting against those things and sometimes it's really hard and if we don't want to give up we need to have some light stuff still like relevant to to our values Mm -hmm. but like just lighter.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's a great point. Absolutely. Uh, Protecting our mental health is super important.
0: Because like I, I was telling you about me talking about the the lack of diversity in our scene and sometimes the comments we have after that it's it's not fun so it, no. i can't imagine someone like you or other people who are more vocal about those things like sometimes they you have to protect yourself too it's part of i don't know it's part of the fight mm. i guess so mm.
1: I find that not only uh, protecting myself, but you'll probably notice if you follow me online, when people do make comments like that, I erase them. Oh, um,
0: no,
1: I didn't know. I, do, I don't allow it on my page. Good. Um, I don't allow billboard... I will not billboard people's hate. I won't let them make people feel uncomfortable in my community. Wow, Not yeah. going to happen. Um, and I think that's important for us to understand um, that... When you build a community, you have a mission and a duty to protect that community. Um, And if you are allowing hateful speech, if you're allowing people to come on and say horrible, cruel things, other people can see that. They can see that you are billboarding that, that you are not taking care of it, that you are not. and, and, And I don't mean that in a way of to argue with it, because that... Trolls have found a way to get you to yeah. argue just so they can billboard their points. They don't care about the argument. They're not changing their mind. We need to use discernment because there are some people that will come and they will say things uh, because they just don't understand and they really do want to yeah. understand. Yes. Those are the people you talk to. But when someone comes with hateful and cruel comments, you do not give that a space.
0: Wow. it interesting. Kick
1: it off. It will not exist in this world because
0: for me, I would always think like, I don't want to censor people. They have the right to say that, but I'll just answer with my own values and try. I'm like this.
1: Well, here's the thing. Someone has the right to smoke outside, but they can't come in my house and do it.
0: Oh, that's not
1: free speech. You don't get to walk into my house and smoke. That's not free speech. I'm not a government official. I'm not silencing you. Go talk about it on your page. I don't come to someone else's page wow. and argue with them or, or erase what they say on their page. Go say it on your page. That is a bullshit excuse from assholes. Yeah. They will c- constantly tell you, you're censoring me. How? You have a page. You have <laughs> other places that will let you say this dumb shit. You know, I don't need to let you.
0: That's How such am a I good censoring point. you? such a good point
1: yeah wow yeah and they'll try and that's the thing that's part of gaslighting they'll try to make you feel bad for not allowing them to be shitty in your house
0: you know not gonna happen about this gaslighting. oh yeah you're so right because you see i developed um kind of an automatism about like i always want to even if I want to criticize something, I need to be very nuanced and I need to take care of the person because I don't want uh, him or her to be hurt because we won't be able to have a real conversation and I'm always trying to protect them still, you know.
1: So hard. Well, and it is hard and that and that is personal trauma also that will have you doing those type of things. And and you have to stop and say is this person giving me the same respect? Yeah. And if the answer is wow. no, you don't owe them anything. You owe them nothing. If they are not coming to the table with the same respect, and let's be honest, if your viewpoints are that other people should be treated cruelly and without respect, I don't have to respect your viewpoint. I don't need to give you a place to speak. If your points are misogynistic, hateful, racist, homophobic i don't you don't deserve shit from me you don't deserve shit from anyone get your shit together yes. like you know what i mean yeah uh, you well. don't respect other people you want other people to hurt so why should i be nice to you makes yeah. no sense
0: because they don't show any sign of desire to grow and learn and educate right that's such a good and good and the thing Thank you. <laughs> I, I feel
1: like a lot of people, you know, when Trump came about and all this stuff and 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 it's, and it's not just Trump, it's all over the world. Like, oh, yeah, th- fascism has been on the rise in many countries. Yeah. And um, and it's funny because a lot of the left and and people who think otherwise are turning on themselves and going, it's because you push them too hard. Yeah, no, Ugh. no, it is not. It is not absolutely is not it's because we gave them a place at the table they do not deserve a place at the table they have not earned it when you come to the table and say i'm going to kill half the people at this table you do not get to be at the table that's bullshit the reason why this is happening is because we are giving them room we are giving them a place and they do not deserve it they have not earned it and they do not belong here
0: wow so so true (laughs) yeah i need to work on this with myself i need to be a little more uh, i need to stop trying to have empathy (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) well it's not so much that and i just sorry to correct you a little bit but i feel like empathy um is good and it's 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 in that discernment you know what i mean i think that's a good place to be where you're trying to see it but you also need to learn when to cut it off. You know, I need to as well, not just pointing a finger at you. We all do. I
0: understand. We all
1: have this. Yeah. We all have this point where we should start empathetically and go, okay, where is this person at? How can I help? But we also need to know when to stop, you know, and go, wait a minute, this is not going anywhere. You this know.
0: is exactly what I need to do. Thank you. That's that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> good. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Such a good conversation. I I also mm-hmm. learned that you are a writer. You wrote books. Yes. I didn't know that. And I, uh, it-
1: this is this is one of the books. Uh, Many oh. mysterious monsters. It was a children's book, and oh. it, it's it's on Amazon. You can buy it. Oh,
0: nice. <laughs> Okay. I'll put the links in the show notes for sure. Are you working yeah, yeah. on some other books right now? Is the, are you i'm i'm not the uh the last two but i had this one and i have uh,
1: more of an autobiographical book called light and love um and i had one i have one also called until the darkness takes us but that's a bit harder to find mm-hmm. and um i've sort of taken it off the links only because it's a bit outdated and where okay. i'm at you know yeah and yeah. i feel like light and love is a better viewpoint of where i'm at and i don't want to keep putting out information that's like
0: i understand a
1: bit outdated with where i'm at you know so mm-hmm. but light and love many mysterious monsters please do get them yes if you right. can find them
0: <laughs> good and so i just want to um remind the listeners that you're going to release uh re-release um rebel songs on iodine very yes. soon in july i think it's going to yes. come out in july
1: Yes, it'll be out the in vinyl. July, but you can pre-order it now. Mm-hmm.
0: The the variant vinyl uh, are amazing. So pretty.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good good thing to have in our in our collection. And so what's next? Yeah. You, you were talking about you, you want a tour, you want a because you're you're looking for a full-time drummer that can uh um, yes. tour full-time. So I guess that's that's the plan for now. Touring, 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 writing, writing, writing. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's
1: it. Just go go go. i I think it's it's time you know what i mean we need to get out and spread the word of rebel songs and at the same time be writing and working towards the future at the same time so please be on the lookout on all the social media pages for all the touring dates that will be coming out uh we'll be doing full band stuff we'll be doing a couple of acoustic things we'll just we're going to keep moving
0: tell the listeners that they have to listen to your interview you made on the podcast Enough.
1: Oh, awesome. This
0: is because we we talked a little about those things, but this podcast episode is really important. So I really want the listeners to go listen to it. Uh, You're talking about the abuses in the scene. What can we do about it? Um, Mm -hmm. Like what you said about (laughs) just shocked me in a good way because you said... I, I don't care if your music is catchy. Maybe it's it's good music, but like it works nothing if you're sexist or racist or an abuser. You, you didn't say it that way, but, but yeah. I, I want the listeners to go listen to that for sure.
1: It's really important. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That yeah. I, um, I was an important one, I feel, to get out.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. That was such a good conversation. I love the... <laughs> Your humility and the way you're explaining things and talking about what's important to you—I think we need way more people like you in the scene,
1: for sure. Thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> thanks I
1: hope- for having me. I, it's it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs>
0: I hope you could tour here in Quebec City eventually.
1: I hope so as well. I, I hope to make it happen.
0: Yay! So have a great day. What are what's are your plan for today?
1: Uh, I actually have an acoustic show tonight Oh yeah uh, In Philadelphia so Yeah, I'm with gonna, uh, Anne,
0: Anne Barretta um, You're playing with Anne Barretta Yeah, with
1: Anne yep yeah, And Cross Keys So uh, good So uh, Jared should be here any minute now And we're going to practice And then go to the, set, the show Yeah,
0: <laughs> so have a great day Thank you Thank you Bye-bye
1: You as well Take care
0: Hey, that's it for today, my friends I hope you had a great time with me and Nathan would love to hear your thoughts about this interview so reach me on social medias. Next week we're gonna talk about the funk rock and ska scene in Toronto with my friend Amy Gaba. She's an incredible singer by the way. Thank you to Epic Merch Store for being our sponsor. Thank you to Skull All Quiz for the edit and co-production. If you want to help me with promoting the show, you can subscribe and share it in your stories and subscribe to the Patreon and talk about it to your friends, whatever. Love you guys. See you next week. And until then, punk your life.